Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Hannah, and joining us on the show is Carrie from Shop Sharp Top of Fitness in Jasper, Georgia. How are you doing, Carrie? Hi, good. How are you? Awesome. I'm excited to have you on. Um, but before we dive into everything, um, please tell us how you got into owning Sharp Top Fitness in the first place. Um, so I worked for big box gyms and I was just kind of unhappy working for other people. And in my area, there's a large need of facilities that are accommodating to people who feel intimidated in a gym. So I decided to open something private to take those people in. I love that. Yeah, definitely. That's a big block for a lot of people to get into fitness. It's just feeling overwhelmed, walking into a loud space, feeling like people are looking at them. There's like hundreds of people in there. Yeah, totally. Um, Okay, so tell me, like, what's kind of your, your elevator pitch for Sharp Top Fitness? How do you describe it to someone who's never trained with you before? So for me, um, our biggest thing, well, my biggest thing is I work closely with the chiropractor. So I'm kind of a cross between when you think about personal training and what you would get out of physical therapy. So it's very functional movement. Um, My clientele isn't people who want to get buff or look like a model. Um, We're very more about just a happy, healthy life um, where getting out of bed or out of the floor isn't painful. Yes, I love that. Definitely. That's overlooked a lot. A lot of people like to sell like some crazy transformation, but really like fitness is for everyone and to get healthy. I love that. Um, Okay. So tell me how many members do you have right now? Um, I'm floating roughly between um, like 12 and 15 right now. Um, I'm a one woman show with two tiny babies at home. Um, plus homeschooling. So um, trying to juggle more than that is a challenge right now. Yeah, that is so impressive to look after children and have run a business. So props to you for sure. Um, what does your space look like? Do you work out of like a brick and mortar facility? Um, so I actually rent from the chiropractor that I work, okay. um, work with. Um, my whole area is 3000 square feet but I am what I would consider sisters with my martial arts instructors. So they rent a portion of my space to teach their martial arts. Um, Other than that, we're just a large open space. Um, I strictly just do free weights um, just to learn functional movements, that kind of thing. We don't get too, too crazy in here. Yes. Okay. I love that. Um, okay. Tell me, how did you get the 12, 15 members that you have now? What was your, Um, so I had a few people that I had trained just out of college that have just stuck with me over the years. Um, I get a lot of referrals from the chiropractor and then I also get some moms that come in from the martial arts studio. So they train while their kids take Taekwondo yeah, that's right. Um, other than that, it's just um, word of mouth, people people referring me. Great, perfect. I love that. Okay, so I know you're super busy. What are your goals with the business? Are you looking to add employees, grow your member base, step back from it? Where do you see yourself with this down the line? I, I would love to have another employee because... Um, like today I got here at nine and I won't leave till seven. So I really miss my kids on my long days. Um, but I have a large need of clients who need early morning appointments that, um, I can't do. So for the meantime, I would love to get another trainer or two in here. Um, long-term, I don't want to close the business, I would love to be able to step back and more manage while other people run the facility. Um, but I'm really unsure with baby number three and yes. managing everything, how it's, how it's going to go. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine this. <laughs> your schedule sounds so crazy. Tell me about like how, how do you organize your time? How do you manage your schedule? How do you know where to be and what to do? Like- um, 
So I have a calendar on every table, counter, phone, device. Um, and I've just had to start like time blocking. So, you know, I wake up before the kids. So I have me time. And then after that, it's an hour to clean, an hour for school. Um, I've had to unfortunately get strict with my work hours just so I would have a little more time at home. Yeah. Um, but before that, I would just run myself to death. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, definitely. As like a small business owner, you can find yourself like wearing every hat and it's like, yeah, to do everything in a day just becomes, you can end up working like day and night and that definitely becomes yeah. unhealthy too, because you need time for you and to reset, to be a good business owner and, you know, coach yeah. clients and everything. So totally, definitely finding that balance can be super hard. Um, let me see. So, okay, it's 12 to 15 clients right now. What do you think you could manage like feasibly now? Any more than that? Or are you kind of like comfortable with where you're at? Like right now, just for me personally, um, like my time slots are completely booked to the point where I've actually had to like schedule a lunch. Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know, especially um, I'm almost 25 weeks pregnant. So I don't think I can physically take on any more man hours. Um, but with a second or third trainer, I would love to just have this place open from dusk to dark. Yeah, definitely. Have you thought about like adding like group classes so that those busy times you can fit more people in at once? Or have you not really thought about group groups at all? So I started in group fitness and mm -hmm. I was unhappy with the roller coaster ebb and flow. You come for three months, it falls off, start over again. Also, my personal training was just growing so fast that I didn't have a good time block for group fitness. Mm -hmm. um, and um, my clientele is just people who are very shy or no confidence, self-esteem. So mm -hmm. I don't really have a clientele that wants to work out with other people. Yeah, definitely. That's the kind of one of the perks of one-on-one -on -one training is you get that individualized attention. There's no one watching you. You're kind of like in your own like comfort space. So I totally understand that. Um, as far as like new trainers, have you looked into hiring at all? Have you started that process? Um, I have. I've posted some ads um, through like Facebook and Instagram. Um, haven't had anyone reach out yet. Um, thought about looking for other avenues for trainers. Um, unfortunately, even though I'm a, in a small town, I have four gyms within like a 10 mile radius of me. So our market's just very flooded with um, gym facilities. Definitely. Yeah, I can see that. And kind of like a small town, like the population to pull from is a little smaller. Um, but tell me about the Facebook and Instagram ads that you've run. How did you do that? Like, where was, where were they targeted to? Um, I let the Facebook algorithm kind of do its thing. I just put in like the information um, that I was looking for. I'm not a tech savvy person. So I was just trying to let hopefully Facebook do the hard stuff. <laughs> Yes, definitely. I'm not tech savvy either. And that was like one of the biggest learning curves whenever I took over managing, you know, I started as a personal trainer and then you get promoted to a manager, but I was like, my background's in physiology, not ads and social media and marketing and softwares. And it's definitely yeah. like kind of a shock, but, um, so, okay. The Facebook ads that you were running, were you boosting posts or were you like creating like a campaign? So I, actually created um you can actually create like job openings oh, okay. um, and then you can run those and it's like boosting a post you just pay so much to run it for so long very sweet and then were you seeing people engaging with it at all but they weren't like quality leads or was it not getting like any traction um the only engagement I got was one gentleman who um, actually lived in Alabama and um, thought I was in Jasper, Alabama instead of. Oh, so. <laughs> oh no, Facebook. Yes. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. So looking for a trainer, have a, kind of maxed out right now on members. Um, how do you keep the members that you currently have? Like what's your, what's your method for retention? Um, 
I'm, I try to be super laid back. I don't do contracts or anything like that because I want everyone to feel comfortable. Um, life happens. I've obviously found that out with surprise babies. Um, so just making them comfortable and knowing like, hey, if you need time off, I'm here. Um, and I've also kind of pitched to people like, hey, like when you feel comfortable and feel like you need more, like feel free to go to something larger. Let's just make sure your form and technique is good. So when you do get somewhere, you don't get injured. So I really play kind of a middleman between people who want to work out, but don't know where to start or where they're going. Um, I have three ladies that I actually make their workouts for that work out in a facility nearby. They just need guidance on what to do. Um, so I really try not to be the pushy person. I try to be laid back and just let life um, life happen. And um, I've been very fortunate that most people like me and what we do and just stay with it. Yeah, definitely. I think that's, that's great that you understand like life happens, um, but yeah, as long as people are getting in their workouts, it's <laughs> all that matters and being safe and having good form for sure. Um, okay, so this is kind of like a fun question I like to ask. If you were to wave a magic wand, snap your fingers, and the business is right where you want it to be today, what would it look like? Um, I would probably have like four personal trainers that do all of the hard work for me. Um, so I can just kind of stay behind the scenes and still be involved, um, but also um, be more involved at home with my with my kids. Yes, definitely. I totally understand that. I'm curious, like what's your plan when baby three comes? Like, are you going to take a maternity leave? Have you so, talked to your clients about it? Yes, everyone, everyone kind of knows. Um, I'm due like right at the beginning of spring so I'm just like hey like March is it for about two months okay. and then um I'll just so I plan on making an eight-week home workout mm -hmm. for everyone to do um you know sometimes when you have to hire a trainer it's because you don't want to do it at home okay. but I hope to at least leave them with something so they can keep keep going while I'm out, but yeah, definitely. I think that's more excited than anything. Yeah, that's great that you're kind of giving them like something still to challenge them. I was thinking like maybe you can make like a Facebook group or something so they can hold each other accountable too or check yeah, in. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, yeah be have a little community still, but yeah, that's good that they're they're all understanding of that. It's an exciting time. <laughs> um, okay, so before we close out the episode, tell the listener something that you wish you would have known before you got into owning your own gym. Like, what would be your biggest piece of advice to someone just starting out? Um, my biggest piece of advice is something that I just recently learned, um, which is to keep value in yourself and make time for yourself. It's very easy to undercharge because you want them to sign up, um, to um, spread yourself too thin because you want to make everyone happy. Um, but in the long run, if you burn yourself out or you know, you're not making money to pay for your facility or anything in that realm, um, you kind of lose why you started it in the first place. So you have to Remember to keep yourself happy and not spread yourself so thin that you just don't want to do it anymore. Yes, definitely. I think that's such good advice. Like take care of yourself, your mental health first, and that way you can be there for the long run for your clients. Definitely. I love that. <laughs> um, well, thank you so much, Carrie, for all of your knowledge that you shared with us today. Where can we find you? Like what's your social media? What's your website? So um, on all social media and my website, it's um, Sharptop Fitness and sharptopfitness.com. Sweet. I'm curious. How did you come up with the name? So um, where we are, uh, Sharptop Mountain is a very just popular mountain. It's a landmark here. So I was like, well, everyone knows what Sharptop is. So <laughs> it'll be easy to kind of just ride that name train. <laughs> Yeah, that's cool. I didn't even know it was a mountain, but I still thought it sounded cool. So, no, that's awesome. Okay, well, thank you so much, Carrie, for your 
um, contribution to the podcast today. We appreciate you coming on so much. Um, to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model within the fitness industry, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lord's out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Joseph, and joining me in the show is Mike from Ultimate Fitness Cheshire in Cheshire, United Kingdom. Welcome to the show, Mike. How are you doing today? I'm very, very well. Thank you for having me. 100%. I am very excited to have you on the podcast today to learn more about what you have going on at your facility. But before we dive into the business side of things, for those people who don't know about, you know, Ultimate Fitness Cheshire, what is it that you do? Like describe the business to us. So the business originally was like a one-on-one PT model. So, you know, I would, I would fill my day with training people on a one-to-one basis. Um, and then <clears throat> certain things happened where um, I wanted to make it more inclusive for like a bigger demographic of people, right? because obviously one-to-one personal training is very expensive. So it's a certain demographic of people that can afford that. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to do personal training or as close to personal training as possible, but with a larger demographic of people. So I train now like classes of 10 people, and then I just sort of split my time amongst them. And I try and give the personal training experience to everybody. So I know all my members' names, you know, their kids' names, what they like, what makes them tick, what style of PT appeals to that individual because everybody's different. Mm-hmm. You, know, you could get in somebody's face and they could leave because they hate that exactly. or you could not get in somebody's face enough and they don't feel motivated. Mm-hmm. So I like to sort of, I, I love being tested in terms of like, um, how does the individual respond to me? And then okay. it's just kind of like spinning plates that you just sort of spend a little bit of time because people don't need you to sort of sit and count reps and sets. They need some encouragement. They need to know what they're doing. The form needs to be correct. And then you can move on. And if people are in a group environment, their motivation comes externally. From everyone else around them seeing them work hard and it makes them push even harder, right? Exactly. It's a bit like a CrossFit kind of mentality. You know, it's a very community uh, driven kind of vibe in there. And what I really like is to see some of the members who when they first stepped in my gym, they were really, really shy and they wouldn't yep. say, you know, hello to anybody. And now they're sort of PTing other people, if you like. Okay. You know, you know they'll say like, come on, you got a few more and you're there. Or they'll, <laughs> they'll tell them to like increase their weights and, you know, reps and things like that. I love to see that. Yeah. So they're being like, you know, kind of coaches inside of that environment with you being, you know, the coach there. So that's awesome. I love that. So, you know, before the podcast started, we talked about how long you've been in business. You've been in business since 2018. So you know, I'm curious, what has been the best part about running this business and what has been the hardest part so far? So the listeners can take some, maybe some lessons or some, you know, advice. Well, this business has been around since 2018, but I've been a PT since 2008. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've had different versions of this business and I've just changed the name and evolved it as I've gone on. Okay. Um, I'll be totally honest with you, this business really for me, Ultimate Fitness Cheshire from 2018, touch wood so far, there's not really been any standout moments where I've been like, God, what am I doing? You know, I, I, I hate this. I, I've had, a, even through the pandemic, even through, I had a few personal issues in my life, which were quite hard. Like, um, you know, I was, I got divorced. That wasn't great for business, obviously. Definitely um, not. No, it really wasn't. But in terms of the actual business, the members, the job itself, since 2018, I've not had any issues at all, really. Even the pandemic year was actually quite fun. It was, it was something different. 
Um, at times we could train outside. That was exciting, you know, coming up with loads of different like boot camps and things like that. The weather was fantastic that year. Just very, very lucky. I would say the worst thing that's happened with this business is I had, um, I took somebody on yep. working for me who was all singing, all dancing in the beginning, you know, really wanted to be, you know, part of the business and help and would do the extra hours and so on. And um, it transpired at one stage. He was actually, the word is called moonlighting. I don't know if it's the same in America, but he was actually trying to start his own business on the back of my business. He so was taking advantage take- of you and using you for your space and then doing their own thing on the side. Uh, something a bit more sinister than that. He, he was trying to start a business from my, but he was trying to take members away from my business into his oh, business. Interesting. Um, and my members told me this. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so biggest was- lesson there is make sure you have the right people, you know, working with you or it won't be good. Absolutely. And that's my mistake. You know, that's my fault as a, as an employer of people. I didn't see this side to this individual. Mm-hmm. And um, that was really difficult because then, I had to do all the work myself for like, it was about eight months and we were very, very busy at this point. So I, I yeah. couldn't really cope with the amount of work that I had at that point. So I just had to work like 12 hours a day, yeah. every day. Grinding it like a gym owner would 12 and hours when, a day. That is a lesson for a lot of PTs. You can, you can burn yourself out so easily. If you're busy and you're a good PT and you get, mm. you get lots and lots of work in, you have to be very careful in terms of like the point at which you delegate it. Because you will burn out and you'll start delivering really poor sessions. People will notice. People will leave. You you'll lose clients. You'll lose money and you'll get out of business sooner or later. Yeah. And then it's a perpetual cycle of stress then because you become stressed because you're not delivering as you should. Mm-hmm. And then it goes down and down and down and worse and worse and worse. Yes, it will do. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, you know, during the COVID time, I, I'm curious, you know, what did you do during that time to stay in business? Because obviously the COVID-19 time in 2020, that's when a lot of gyms ran out of business. So what did you do during that time, Mike? Um, so I moved my business online yep. because, because the gyms were shut down. Um, so I, I basically got my existing membership and said, you know, what do you want to do? Basically, <laughs> this, this has happened. Would you be happy going online? They all said yes. It was, it was incredible. It was such a display of loyalty to me. Um, and then we use resistance bands and other little bits of kit that they could afford. You know, it was affordable to everybody. I bought it all in bulk and then passed the discount on to my members. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I just conjured different workouts every day from people's homes. And I just had like two iPads set up. And I would just spin plates like this. Just, yeah, uh, just grind it every single day during the 2020 times. All day, every day. So that was my membership that I had at the time. Had classes on like all day, every day. And then in three slots in between that, I had all my PT people. So it was okay. like 12, 14 hour days for. Wow. And you really grinded out during that time period. Really so, drafted. <laughs> so during 2020 online, right now, you know, you're back into the brick and mortar facility going full time here. So, you know, that's a great benchmark of where I want to be in this conversation. So you're like looking in the future. You know, what is the ideal situation for your gym business, Mike? For me personally or the business? For both. For both, okay. So where uh, do you want this business to be, you know, long-term? It, it's a good question, really. And I, I've sort of, I go back and forward with what, with what I want to do because I think there's like a quality of life aspect as well. Um, yeah. You know, so I, Having I'm, balance. Yeah, definitely. I could... This I'll, I'll I'll go from like the A the A side first, right? Okay, yeah. so if 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 I really want to do this and put myself through the stress of it, then I would just copy and paste what I've done here. Mm. So I would go to another location once this location is maxed out, and it's providing me, you know, a really good income just constantly without me having to do that much. I would then replicate the business in another location where my demographic is not from. I'd maybe move like, uh, you know, 20, 30 miles away, see if I can get another warehouse and I would just copy it exactly as it is. I think if you find a model that's successful, just, just rinse. Take advantage of it. Yeah. Just rinse and repeat it. Don't try and be clever in the new one. Just see what worked. Do it again. Mm. Just do it again. That, that's all I would do. Um, and I might do that. 
but at the moment I've I've worked as a PT since I was 20 since I was in university and I'm kind of enjoying having a little bit of free time to myself yeah I bet yeah because having clients all day long is extremely you know tiring stressful and you're not able to enjoy you know your personal life so I'm curious you said A and B so what is that B situation that you may have in your mind the B situation is I max this facility out um and then I I mean I've got a great team there now I've I've got Jeff Lee and Emma and they're fantastic very very professional very very loyal very motivated and then I just work as and when it suits me at the moment I work like 35 hours a week which is not a lot for me Okay. It really isn't. Um, and I'm very happy doing that. You know, I, I go in at like six o'clock in the morning, I finish around about one o'clock, and then I don't have to go back because a lot of the lifestyle of the PT is you have your morning clients, then you have the day free, then you have your evening clients. Mm-hmm. So, in terms of a family life, in terms of a social life, it, it ain't that good. Yeah. That's a downside to being a PT. At the moment, because of the way things are running, I can have that kind of lifestyle. I can get up early get finished by midday and then I can just have like a normal person's life, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and I really enjoy that. So to stress myself to the nines, to double my income. Okay. I might have double income, but I won't have very good quality of exactly. life. So, yeah. And it was like a big eureka moment for me. It, I was like, what do I actually want to do here? It may change again. Mm-hmm. You know, I've been very, very like business driven at times in my life. And then I've been very sort of actually personal life driven where, like the business is important, but it's also like, I kind of want to, you know, have my own time here. So I don't always have to be focused on the business. Right. Exactly that. Yeah, exactly that. Because you can't buy the time back. Yeah, exactly. So I'm curious, you know, with the business right now, you know, what is the biggest bottleneck that you're experiencing in terms of, let's just say growth or attention or, you know, bringing the business to the next level? Um, well, how do I do it? How do I market? Okay. Is, is that what you're asking? Like, how am no, I? No, like, asking? I'm like curious, like, what is like the biggest thing that's holding you back from achieving any kind of goal that you want with your gym business? Whether that be growing, whether that be keeping clients long term, what does that look like? Well, before COVID, before uh, the war in Europe, before Brexit, before all the economic things that have happened in yeah. the United Kingdom, growth was exponential. It, it was growing and growing and growing just by the marketing strategy that I have in place, which has always been very successful. At the moment, we are about to hit a recession of the likes of which we've never seen before, I think. Yeah, same here in the United States. Same everywhere, same in Europe, same same everywhere. I don't see it getting better anytime soon. I think it's going to be two or three years before we climb out. At the moment, my analytics are it's just stable. Mm -hmm. So it's grown to the point where it gives me a very nice living. My trainers make a nice living. It is stable. There's no way that I would go and try and replicate that right now in this economic climate. It would yeah. be really stupid to do that because you right. simply don't know how things are going to go. You know, there's not, the fruit isn't falling from the orchards every single day willy nilly anymore. You've there got are very, pick. like, very few fruits there to pick from. You got to make sure that you choose the right one. Yeah. It's just like, you have to be, as like a gym owner or any business owner, you have to be very sensitive to the economy and the climate. Yeah. You know, you, you, don't, you don't make decisions willy-nilly. You have to look how things are going and be very opportune at the moment that you take it. Yeah. So when I, when I did this gym, um, which was far bigger than my previous one, it was just at the point where gym equipment was still very, very affordable mm-hmm. um, and importation was very affordable. So I imported everything from overseas in bulk I then waited until we were locked down where everybody needed gym equipment and they would pay 300 quid for a set of dumbbells. And then I sold it all. And that financed this. Now that is, that is gone. Yeah. I can't do that again because the importation is about 10 times more than it was. It's crazy now. It's crazy. It's ridiculous. So I still have enough gym equipment left over that I could do it again. But after that, unless I'm making money hand over fist, it's going to cost me a hell of a lot of money to get the operation off the ground anyway, unless I want to bring in investors and then, you know, give away my equity, which I don't want to do. I like, I like doing it myself, really. That can be a negative, you know, if I had the right business partner, then great, but I want there to be decent profit in it for me, if I'm going to stress myself that much. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. So 
let's dive right into like, like your business right now. So like, what does the membership look like? What is the square footage of your facility? What does that look like for your facility? My facility is 3000 square feet. It's okay. split onto two levels. So like 1500 square feet per level. It's uh, very much like a CrossFit gym, although it's not a CrossFit gym. And we don't, we're similar to CrossFit, but we're not CrossFit purists at all. You know, we don't do kip-ups. We don't do certain things in CrossFit that I, I'm not a huge fan of. I take them out and I replace them with things that I believe give you greater longevity in your training. So the last thing I want to do is hurt people kind of thing. Um, it's like a load of rigs. I've got 20 barbells. I've got several tons worth of um, rogue bumper plates. Um, I've got racks of dumbbells, like eight benches, loads of Concept 2 rowers, ski erg, like, you know, that kind of thing. It's mm -hmm. not like chest press, lap pull down, cable cross. You know, it's not like that. Yeah. It's a very functional facility. I've got 10 plyometric jump boxes. Um, sometimes we hang ropes down and people do rope climbs up to the rafters down. It's a very tall building. Mm -hmm. It's very, very tall on both both floors. Okay. Um, what else did you ask? Sorry. So right now, you know, with that 3,000 square feet, what does your membership base look like in terms of How overall clientele? Yeah, yeah. So my membership, uh, I have 110 members. Okay. Um, and they pay between 110 and 179 pounds a month based on how many sessions per week they do. Okay. So 110 members right now. So, you know, I'm curious, what have you done in the past to get those people into your doors and into paying members in terms of marketing? I've made very nice videos that showcase the trainers, that showcase the facility. Uh, before and after pictures of results is always mm -hmm. very, very good. Uh, word of mouth is a big one. Like I, I like to think I have a pretty good reputation in the area as being a nice person, you know, like a nice gym owner yeah. and treats his members very, very well, very respectfully. You know, I would go above and beyond for any of them. Um, and we never, we don't let them down. Like we don't close on bank holidays. We don't um, call in sick. You know, there's always, we're always there when we say we're there and we always do what we say we do and we look after people. Yeah. We make sure they're well looked after, well welcomed. Uh, as I said, the community thing is very, very important. So we, we're having a, a good Christmas do. You know, we'll, we'll all socialize together and have fun. I think that's mm -hmm. very, very important to retain members because a lot of people who come here, they come to see their friends as well. Mm -hmm. They will make friends. That's very, very important. Yeah, so being able, yeah, so like being able to have friends inside the facility, you know, helps for your business too, right? Because it's like that also ties into the word of mouth so like the more people that hear about you the more people you'll be able to bring in so uh, like you know with word of mouth and that like video thing i'm curious is that on social media like what does that look like for you mike it is yeah it's largely on social media like instagram facebook ads and then it's just you've got to put a certain amount of money into it to get a return and then it's just like a mathematical equation yeah. if you put that much in you get much that much out it doesn't really matter what you speculate as long as you accumulate it yeah and like facebook guys are a pretty interesting, you know, beast in itself. So I'm curious. So you do do paid advertising? Yes. Okay. So how long have you been doing that for? Uh, since 2018. Awesome. So, you know, doing it for like the lifetime of the facility, how has it, you know, impacted your business? How has it performed? Um, at certain times it's performed very well. At certain times it doesn't, and that's to do with the economy. Simple yeah. as that. So as of late, I've pulled all my ads off because they're just not doing anything. Mm -hmm. You know, what are you going to do like a couple of months before Christmas when everybody's feeling the pinch of everything, they're feeling exactly. the strain economically. You're going to be like, hey, want to give me £110 a month to come to my gym? You know, it just doesn't. Nobody wants to do that because it's, yeah. It, they don't really. I mean, the best way of growing it now is through the existing membership telling other people that they think would enjoy it so like their friends so i have a referral scheme on at the moment where if a, a person gets one of their friends to join for a month then that person gets the money oh wow so it's kind of like an intent like an an incentive based you know kind of like yeah kind of like incentive to bring more people in your facility they get a month for free essentially awesome that's cool i like that so with that marketing, is that handled in-house or is that, you know, extended to a third-party agency? 
it's extended to a third party. So I've had the same digital marketing woman since 2018. I met her at a business networking event um, and she sort of turned things around for me at that time. This was at the bad time in life when things were not going so well. Um, I started networking then to try and find that person and I did find her. Yeah. Uh, she's helped me immensely in, in the business in terms of like organizing it all, the booking system, you know, all the boring bits that PT exactly. is not The boring work that nobody wants to do, but it's important to do, right? Exactly. I, I'm, you know, at my core, I love training and I love helping people train. I'm not your typical entrepreneur, you know what I mean? Yeah. Where... <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not Elon Musk. I lift weights up and down. Exactly. You know, so anything that I'm not good at, I'll outsource it. Yeah, we are fitness professionals, not marketing professionals. And that's one of the biggest things about, you know, coming in this industry is that not everyone is a marketing genius. So we have to either outsource or have to spend the hours to learn it, which we really don't want to learn it. So outsourcing is a smart idea. Um, And Mike, it, it does look like we are running short on time here. So I do have one final question for you. Uh, what are your social medias so that the listeners can find you and follow you on your socials. Yeah, it's Ultimate Fitness Cheshire. That's it. Just on, on Facebook, a, Instagram. Yeah, on everything. Awesome, cool. Ultimate Fitness Cheshire. And what's your website? www.ultimatefitnesscheshire.co.uk. Awesome, cool. Well, Mike, we appreciate you for hopping on the podcast today and sharing your insights and your story about you know being a gym owner. And to everyone who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. And don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, Hit like and subscribe. And if you are interested in joining us to talk about your gym, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you very, very soon. And as always, until next time, Gym Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, Or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today is Miss Bree Fiedler of Be Well with locations in both Brookings and Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Bree, what's going on? How are you today? Hi, Joe. I'm doing great. I am excited to dig into this. Bree and I got to to jam out a little bit before coming on to the recording today. So I have a pretty good idea of what this business is and what it's about. But for the listeners and the people who aren't familiar, Bree, describe this to us. Some context here. Be well. When people ask you about what this is, what do you tell them? Yeah, so we are a group fitness studio. Uh, We have two locations, Brookings and Sioux Falls, as Joe mentioned. We just recently added our second location, and that's been a really cool experience for us. And our business is experiencing a lot of growth right now, which is both really exciting and has been um, a huge learning opportunity for us as well. So our group fitness classes that we offer are cycling, yoga, bar, kickboxing, and strength. So that's a pretty big variety. Um, And the way that the industry is trending right now is that members generally have to um, have multiple gym memberships to take advantage of multiple group fitness Mm -hmm. methods Um, that can get really expensive really quickly. And so we pride ourselves on offering affordable memberships that give members the ability to take advantage of multiple forms of fitness. And I think an important component of that is preventing both physical and mental burnout. Um, If you have a specialized fitness membership and you're doing it daily or multiple times a week, it's pretty typical to see 
see somebody um, get tired or bored and then jump ship to something else. Um, we have some pretty impressive retention rates amongst our community and the way that we go about building our schedule to strategically allow our members to take advantage of all of the methods. So if we have a 5 a.m. workout crew, we schedule something different each morning at 5 a.m. So they can truly do something different every day. And I think that along with our culture and how committed we are to the studio atmosphere, those things combined um, has really just built the foundation of our brand and allowed us to grow and continue to grow. Yeah, and, and so for the people listening just to the audio component of this, you can see the, the pride emanating out of you as you talk about this. This has been quite some time in, in building this business, but as you described, just opened the second location. So sort of like a new, exciting chapter for you and, and reinvigorating, I'm sure. 2014 to now suggests about eight years plus in business here, Bree. What's been your favorite part about running this business and what's been the hardest, most challenging part about running this business? Two very good questions. Um, I think my favorite part is honestly just all the relationships that I've built with people that have come in. And these are people that I never probably would have had the opportunity to have a connection with. And Be Well has just opened up so many incredible relationships into my life and has allowed me to impact people's lives and to be able to witness some of the most incredible, miraculous changes internally and to be able to just see and be a part and play a small role and offer a stage for people from our members to our instructors to just dear friends of mine um, and watch these people in all seasons of life um, really just go inward and find something that maybe they never thought that they were capable of doing. So that is by far the my favorite part of this business. Um, yeah. And I think the, yeah, hardest, the, other side of the, coin. the hardest part, um, the hardest part, honestly, has been a very um, recent conversation topic for me and our team. And it's something that I'm struggling with in regards to our growth. Um, the foundation, as I mentioned, of our business, a big piece of that is the relationship and the, the, um, the commitment and the authentic relationships that we have with our members. And as we grow, I'm finding it harder to cultivate and foster those relationships with members. And that is a really important part to me. I want yeah. to make I want to remain involved and having 60 miles in between our two locations, I can't be there every day. I can't be at every class. And so finding ways for me as an owner to remain present and to remain aware and involved is really important to me. So I'm continuously and proactively looking for ways to increase the, um, the ability for me to impact the members daily day, not just the business, but also the members and their relationships. And I wanna know when they make those goals and when they reach those milestones and I wanna be able to be there to cheer for them. And yep. um, so the hardest part for me is growing and losing the relationships. And so finding ways to stay connected. Yeah, a victim of your own success, you know, <laughs> like these are, these are interesting problems, good problems to have, but I think a lot of the time in our industry, we don't think about it. We're just trying to focus on how do I get more members, more members, more members, but we don't anticipate there's challenges that come with that too, right? It's not all sunshine and rainbows, but solvable things nonetheless. I think you're not alone in that boat. I think, I don't know if internal conversations have happened or if the idea swims around in your head of even going beyond two locations, but as the original founder of this, it's not realistic for you to be at all of these every single day. There's only one Brie Fiedler, right? We can't have one of you at each of those, but as I see it, at least, as you pour into your team and they take on the wisdom and the qualities and the character of Brie Fiedler, maybe that's how we can sort of wrap our brain around the individual impact, at least, and continue on the path that we're on now 
growth is a great thing. A lot of people listen to this show because they're exclusively looking for ways to grow their business. Eight years in, we've gotten thus far. What's worked for you from a marketing standpoint? How are we capturing people's attention to get them through the doors? Um, our marketing is is honestly one of um, our biggest growth components. Um, from from the jump, we have been extremely active on social media, and I am continuously and constantly putting the faces of our members in our social media content. All of our marketing is 1000% our membership base, and people love to see themselves in pictures and clips. You know and they do. The poster children for your brand is huge. Um, so that's something that I committed to very early on and that we've remained loyal to throughout our growth. So you'll never see any um, airbrushed Nike spokesperson. It's authentic. It's always going to be authentic. It's always going to be our memberships. It's always going to be our team. Um, and just keeping things really genuine and constantly putting content out there um, keeps people very intrigued. So they they always know that they can anticipate um, seeing daily content from us of what's going on in the gym. It's never a secret. They always know whether they're a member or not. They know exactly what's happening at well. Yeah. Now, we didn't explicitly say one way or the other. It sounds like this has functioned heavily on the organic side of things, but have you guys put money into advertising on these social ma- so, excuse me, social platforms or has this exclusively been content driven? I'm going to say about 80% of our marketing is organic. Um, 80% would be organic, 20% would be paid, a very minimal portion of our marketing budget is allocated towards um, social or paid advertisements. And I think that um, the biggest thing for me for marketing return is measurable data. Um, I really like when I can see like click through rates and to see where things are driven. So I tend to do less print and more digital ads because it gives me that, that raw hard data. Um, and I like to know where it's driving people, what the conversion rate is on, did they purchase a membership? Did they, um, there's always those, you know, um, intangibles too, like it, you know, people can see it and talk about it and that could ultimately drive them to and you never everything contributes those either. But um, I do like if I were to put a billboard up, um, it's hard to be able to measure the impact of that or a radio ad or your television. Those are things that are hard to measure. So I tend to to, uh, invest in things that give me some data. Our industry has has for the most part gotten away from those traditional print traditional media type outlets and moved more towards the social side of things. What's been your experience with the the paid advertising that you guys have done on social? Uh, We always see a great return and that's ultimately what's um, constantly giving, driving me back towards that paid space. Um, I think that there's a healthy balance between paid and organic. Oh yeah business owner, you have to find that. And I will say that my first four to five years of business, I probably spent less than $500 a year on paid ads. It was a small portion of my budget, but um, I was just relying so heavily on organic and I felt like that organic presence was was um, satisfying our, our marketing. Um, but since we've grown and we went into a new city that's a little bit more um, saturated in terms of uh, competition, um, that's when we started to invest a little bit more. Yeah. And 60 miles away, our reputation probably doesn't travel 60 miles. We need to get out in front of some eyeballs. And so it makes sense. Do you think that's something that you'll lean into even more so with the new studio now? Yeah, I think that um, we'll continue to find ways. We just recently held, um, actually last weekend, we held a a big live workout event in Sioux Falls. Um, So other marketing, thinking outside of the box with marketing, um, like holding events and doing things within the community, working with 
um, other businesses that already have an established presence partnering with them. So we featured a lot of local businesses as vendors at our live workout event. We had a live DJ who was a local DJ. So tapping into connections that already exist within the community and then associating them with your brand, knowing what can what that that ripple effect is on social media when somebody's tagged and they follow them so it's going to pop up on their feed so um think outside of the box outside of just paid ads just um television radio print um think about doing like events which can sometimes be a smaller budget item or larger but their impact can be huge too not to Mm -hmm. mention it's fun. It's exciting. It gets people talking. Um, they physically attend the event. They see it. They're physically um, taking in an experience. So yep. the um, goal of all of this is engagement, right? The goal is to get people to the facilities. So whatever way we can go about that, success is success. Take us to the next step here, Bree, uh, because I'm interested in this as you grow as a business. And like you said, we're not able to be in every place at once. What does a typical sales process look like when we find somebody reaching out interested in in joining? Who do they speak with? What does that process entail? How do they actually sign up? Um, So majority of our transactions take place within the MindBody app. Um, so that's where a majority of our membership base lives. They can also do transactions through our website. So as far as like call to actions on ads, when, where we're directing people to sign up, um, we, it, convenience is the name of the game. So if we told people stop by the location to sign up, the likelihood of them taking time out of their day, driving to our gym, walking in, um, there are a certain portion of the population. They want that. They still want that face to face. They want to see it. They want a tour of the facility before they commit. Um, it just kind of depends on personality types, but honestly, the convenience factor is the biggest part, especially for our demographic. They don't have a lot of time. They have kids, they have jobs. So being able to just jump online, go to a website, look at pictures, um, look at our social media, check it out, decide from there. They got a referral. They had a recommendations from a coworker. Um, so our first class is always free and people can redeem that through MindBody or our website. That's a huge um uh i guess leverage for us to get that um that client sign up and we really strive to just completely nail it knock it out of the park um on that first class experience we have a lot of things built into our business operations to make sure that that member really has because you only get that first class experience one time And so we really have a heavy focus on making sure that that experience is exactly what we want and what they need it to be. Um, And from there, um, like I said, most of those transactions take place digitally. Yeah. Early on, you sort of led the conversation off with talking about how retention was a strong suit for you guys. What plays into that? What do you guys focus on to make sure that that stays a strong suit? Well, like I mentioned, so much about our community and culture is built on relationships. And that's really ultimately how I got started 14 years ago as a group fitness instructor at a gym before I owned Be Well. I was just creating these really fun relationships. I I was connecting with people and I was investing into these people, pouring into them, showing up for them cheering for them, supporting them, encouraging them. And that I've never wanted that part of the business model to change. And I, in the midst of growth and expansion, and now we have 55 instructors in between two locations, um, I adopted the Marriott method, which is if I take care of our team, our team takes care of our guests and business takes care of itself. Yep. So if you work backwards from there, it's much easier for me and it's a little less overwhelming for me to think about taking care of 55 people instead of 3000 members. I can take care and pour into 55 instructors and make sure that they feel valued, they feel loved, they feel supported. And I know if I do a good job of taking care of them, then they're gonna do a really good job of taking care of our members. Spot on. Couldn't agree more, Bree. I think it's, it's exactly what we talked about early when you were struggling with the idea of losing that individual connection. How do we 
acquiesce that sort of a feeling. Now, in terms of continuing to have this business grow, our conversation so far has just been on how do we get leads? How do we turn them into members? How do we keep them as members? What are you focused on the most as the owner of this thing to continue the upward trend? Um, you know, I think as long as we continue to focus on our class experience, honestly, the business will continue to grow as it has. We'll continue to gain members and as more members as more members come to us, more opportunities start to present themselves. And that's exactly how we were approached to purchase our second location in a new city. Um, somebody was aware of our brand, they were aware of our experience, and they felt it was something that Sioux Falls was lacking and invited us to join the city. Um, so I think that if you worry less about um, this side of things, the second location, and just focus more on what's in front of you, those opportunities will come to you rather than going out and searching for them. I'm much a believer that it's a better scenario when they come to you, those big giant moves, right? Yep. Now, I'm going to ask you anyway, because it's fun content. It's been six months in business with two locations. Has the idea planted in your mind that we do want to grow beyond two at some point? Is that, is that an idea? The idea is always there. Um, I, I will never say never to anything. Um, and that's uh, just, that's always been my mantra. I'll never say never to anything. Um, but I, what I always have used as a, um, as a growth dictator has been demand. So is the demand there? And mm -hmm. that's always been, I've never felt like I've been a huge risk taker with this business because I've always made moves where demand exists. And if there's a need for it and I feel as though we have the ability to satisfy that need, then absolutely, it's a yes. Yeah. Um, things that I've learned from this, this most recent growth into a new city is how important the manager is and how huge of a role we that need a team. Is. Yep. And uh, we have an incredible manager at our Sioux Falls location. And so I think um, another predictator towards our next growth would be even before we had the right city, do we have the right person to run that location? That's a really, really important prerequisite that I think gets missed in our industry a lot. So often I speak to gyms who prematurely jump to, we want to open it up at another location or whatever, however many they have. And they don't think about if my attention is divided 50-50 between two, suddenly everything else is going to be at 50% effort as well. But if we can find somebody to replace as much of that identity as we can, that's how things expand into the future. Bree, we're running a bit shy on time here, and I wish we had more time because I feel like you and I could go on for hours and hours. But in the small bit that we have left, why don't you tell our listeners where they can learn more about be well. What's the website? What's the social media? How do we find you? Yeah. Uh, so our website is bewellcompany.co. Um, we have a full list of our class descriptions and our team and our locations, our schedule. You'll be able to jump onto our mind body site from there to check out membership options. Um, and then for social media, you can find us on Instagram and on Facebook and that's be well company on both. Um, we have one channel for both locations, so you'll be able to catch content from both Sioux Falls and Brookings to see what's going on. Um, our whole team has access to it, so it's it's definitely um, a variety and a good blend of, of different dialogue. Fantastic. People listening, connect with the Be Well team on those platforms. Bree, this has been awesome. I really appreciate business owners that are willing to give a look behind the curtain into what actually happens running a business like this. So I can't thank you enough. I'm excited to see what the future holds. It sounds like you guys still have a few cards left up your sleeve. So we'll be checking in with you again in the future for today. That's all the time we have. And I thank you. And I wish you the nothing but the best. Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in today, thank you as well. Don't forget if you would like to be notified about future episodes, hit like, 
and subscribe if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model. Click the link in the description, fill it out. Our team will be in touch soon. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.